thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impacts their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. It says, moreover, when you fast, somebody say, when you fast. Say, when you fast. Do not be like the hypocrites with sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Now, I'll be teaching from here on Wednesday. But it's important that I let you see that Fasting is something that is critical for your spiritual health. It said, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Look at verse 18. Let's read it together. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees you in secret. Somebody say, openly. openly. Reward you what? Openly. It's an it's a secret exercise that provokes open rewards. I see open rewards coming to you. Amen. This year, you will walk in open rewards. Amen. Your amen is very sick. Amen. Your amen is very, very tired. Amen. Understand that in the year of seeking God, you must be a diligent seeker. God is a rewarder. And one of the things God rewards is fasting. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God, King James says, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently what? Diligently what? God rewards diligent seekers. Only diligent seekers are entitled to rewards. And I've never seen a diligent seeker who never sought God without, without fasting. Diligent seekers fast to seek the face of God. That's a very common trait all through scripture. The man Moses fasted 80 days, 40 here, 40 there. That's how he sought God. God knew him face to face. Why? Because he knew how to connect with him. You know, God is a spirit. Do you know that? God is what? God is a spirit. And when you are absent in your body, you know, fasting lessens your body and elevate your spirit. So fellowship with God is on another level. That's why fasting is so critical for your spiritual health. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 he said, and I set my face Daniel 9 3, and I set my face, King James says, I set my face. Somebody say, I set my face. Set my face set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer. Say by prayer. By and supplication. With what? Fasting. With what? Fasting. With what? Fasting. That is a diligence seeker. By prayer. 
with supplication and fasting. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. He says, And Jehoshaphat, Second Chronicles 23, and Jehoshaphat feared and set in face to seek the face of God and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Everybody was fasting. Everybody was fasting. Let me tell you. God has an amazing agenda for us 2020. Yeah. I mean, I mean su Sunday you, you had a bit of it. God has an amazing agenda for Wherever you are now will be a pace shadow of where God is taking you. Yeah. Compared to where God is taking you. Yeah. And the keys must be rightly engaged. You won't get there by accident. You won't get there by wishful thinking. You won't get there by just desiring it. You only get there by actively engaging this force of prayer and fasting. So don't sit in your house and just confess it. God is first in my life. Hey, what happened? Listen, it's not for confessors. It's for those who would stand in the place of prayer and possess it. I'm teaching on understanding kingdom addiction. Understanding kingdom addiction. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He says, Seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye, seek first. Somebody say, Seek first. Say it. Seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So it's a year where God will be adding strange things to us. Strange but better things unto our lives. Let your enemy show that you are here. All these things shall be added. I don't know. Is it? All these things means different things for people. All these things shall be added. But in the context, he was talking about the things that people desire. Every other thing shall be added, provided you will seek. Seek first, and all these things shall be added. So if you seek it second, it shall not be added. Third, it shall not be added. Tenth, it shall not be added. It is only when you seek first that all these things shall be added. That's why in the Sundays, I'll be spending time teaching you on first things first. All these things shall be added. Kingdom addiction is living your life in active pursuit of God's kingdom and his interest on the earth. When we talk about kingdom addiction, that's what it means. Living your life in active pursuit. Seek first. The word seek is active pursuit. Active, passionate pursuit. I've already explained six, so I won't go back and believe at the point. But when you are actively seeking, actively advancing, not passively, you are committed to anything that promotes the kingdom of God. You are personally involved with anything that advances the cause of Christ on the earth. Your heart goes all out for anything that brings glory and honor to God. When you are in that way of life, we say you are a kingdom addict. So when you cannot be bothered with whatever is going on, whether it's in church or outside, you are not bothered. You cannot be bothered at all. Your leg no day inside, your hand no day inside, your money no day inside, your sweat no day inside. You just day. I just they bless God. You they bless me. Oh no, it doesn't happen like that. When God's priority, when God's objective for creating the earth becomes your passion for life. That's a kingdom of it. Living your life. Somebody say living your life. This year, may you live that kind of life. Active pursuit of God's kingdom and his interest on the earth. Active pursuit, not passive. Some people are very passive in their faith. Passive. Passive. They only evangelize when we say we are doing evangelism. 
but actively. It's not the way of life. There's nobody I encounter, no matter the highs and the lows, no matter your background or where you stand in society, that I will not confront you with the gospel message. There's nobody I meet like that. But the time I finish, eh, whether you like it or not, once God brought you my way, I don't know when next Satan may take you. Maybe when you leave me, you are just going to die, and I don't know your destination. So let me help you secure it before you go. Kingdom addicts are addicted to God's business on the earth. May you walk about the Father's business this year. This year, may multitudes stand in faith because of you. May multitudes be saved because of you. May multitudes be established because of you. That's, that's the way to get it. That's the way to get it across. That's the way to get it across. Three facts about kingdom addiction. Three facts about kingdom addiction. Kingdom addiction. Number one, I want you to appreciate that is the master key to supernatural breakthroughs in life. Is the master key. The master key, the principal key. Somebody say the principal key. It's the master key to supernatural breakthrough in life. Everybody wants to live a breakthrough life. How many of you want to live a breakthrough life? There's nobody who does not want to live a breakthrough life. A life where everything moves. Everybody wants that kind of life. Where everything you desire for yourself and for others is made available. You want peace, is available. You want money, is available. May God give you that kind of life. All around rest, there is no wahala whatsoever. A kingdom addiction to enter into that dimension of life. He says, all these things, that's breakthrough. All these things, he didn't say some things. All these things shall be, uh, when we say somebody lives a breakthrough life, this is it. A breakthrough life is a life where the things under struggle to get are added to you without your asking. What others, things others are dying to get are given to you without your asking. This year, that's how God will set you up. Amen. This year, that is the level you're walking. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. It's a life all around rest. Rest everywhere. Second Chronicles of the 15 verse 12 to 15. He said, then they entered into a covenant to seek the law. Somebody say a covenant. And that's what you are entering into this year. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. Look at verse 13. And whoever will not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death. Can you imagine? They were, they were so mad about seeking God that if you were not part of it, they would just kill you. They would just kill you. We are, we are, we are in a covenant of advancing his kingdom. We are in a covenant of reaching out to souls and getting them established. We are in the kingdom of advancing God's business. If you are not interested, we kill you. That was their commitment. And when they took that vow, and I pray that 2020, that shall be your vow. Amen. I said 2020, may that be your vow. Amen. When they, he says, whoever will not, whether small or great, whether man or woman, verse 14, that they took their vow before the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and trumpets and rams horn. Look at verse 15. Let's read it together. One go. And all Judah rejoice at the oath. Sown with all. And he was. And what happened? And the Lord gave them rest all around. That's breakthrough. You will have rest all around. May you enjoy rest all around. That's breakthrough. 
all around, all around. Health-wise, all around. Financial-wise, all around. Relationship, all around. The Lord gave them rest around about. Rest on every side. That's what ended Solomon, that the place he ended. First Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. First Kings 5, 1 to 4. Now Hiram, king of Tar, sent his servants to Solomon because they had heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father. For Hiram had always loved David. Now, look at that, verse 2. Then Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, you know how my father could not build. Now, look at this. You know how my father could not build a house for the name of the Lord God, the, the name of the Lord his God because of the wars which he fought which were fought against him on every side until the Lord had put his force under the soles of his feet. Now look at verse 3. But now the Lord my God has given me rest. Look at this one. The reason for the rest is here. The Lord my God has given me rest. The Lord my God has given me rest on every side. This year you have rest on every side. Yeah. May you experience rest on every side. Yeah. The Lord has given me rest on every side. The, uh, when we say rest on every side, this is what it means. It said there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. 2020, no evil occurrence. 2020, no adversary. Can somebody shout a better amen here? No adversary. No adversary. Your adversaries are too many. That's why you can't enter your open doors. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. He said, a great and effectual door is open unto me and there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. 1 Corinthians 16. There are many adversaries. When your adversaries are too many, you can't enter your open doors. But the Bible said the Lord can give you rest where there will be no adversary or evil occurrence. Why? Because Solomon was supposed to build the temple. His heart was to build the temple said, I will give you rest. As your heart comes on the business of the kingdom, rest shall be your testimony. Amen. I said, all around rest shall be your testimony. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Give me a louder amen here. Amen. Kingdom addiction is a process. Like my friend, Reverend Felix, was telling us on Friday, it's a process. Somebody say, it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. And he explained it as a three-part process. He said, First, it begins with what? God drawing you. Somebody say, God drawing me. Uh, if I believe that all men shall be drawn, no man can come except the Father draws. So it begins with God drawing you. Kingdom addiction is a process. In the book of Psalm 69, verse 9, he says, For the zeal of thy house had eaten me up. That's kingdom addiction. The zeal of it has eaten me up. I'm so consumed. And it's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process. He said, God draws you. Then you run after him. Then you become what? You become what? How many of you are here on Friday? God does what? He draws you. You run after him and you become addicted. That's a process. And we see this process lived out clearly in the life of Apostle Paul. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 to 11. He said, finally, brethren, Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me, indeed is not grievous. But for you it is safe. Go to verse 3. Let's read it together. Verse 2. Let's read it together. And rejoice 
and have no confidence in the flesh. Now listen, this man started his life believing in the confidence of the flesh. Now go to verse 4 quickly. He says, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if thinking that he had great, uh-huh. so he had more reasons to trust his flesh. He had more reasons to say that, no, let me do away with prayer and fasting. Let me not waste my time with God. He had more reasons, and he began to list them. He said, circumcised on the eighth day. Which day were you circumcised? Ask your neighbor if he's a man. <laughs> circumcised on the eighth day. Now listen, for the Jews, such traditions were vital. Circumcised on the eighth day. Then he said, I didn't come from of the stock of Israel. I'm not from one of those uh, Samaritans. I'm of the stock of Israel. Of the tribe of Benjamin, where kings are raised. Remember King Saul? The first king of Israel came from the tribe of Benjamin. I come from a very dignified tribe. Then he says, if you are looking for Hebrew, a Hebrew person, I am a typical one. Talking about his accomplishment in the flesh. And I starting the law a Pharisee. Verse 6, he says, Say concerning zeal persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless. Now verse 7, he said, What things were gained to me, those I counted laws for Christ. This was when Christ drew him to himself. The moment he came to Christ, or he was drawn to Christ, he counted everything as foolish. Now go to verse 8. He said, yet, 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 doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but done, that I may what? Win. At this time, he was now in pursuit of Christ. I want to win him. Now go to verse. He said, and be found in him. Not only my own righteousness, which is after the law, that, but which is through faith of Christ, that the righteousness which is by faith, of God by faith, that I may know him, that I may, that's addiction, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that will be made conformable unto his death. When you go down, he said, I don't count myself to apprehend it. Neither do I, neither as, although I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after. Follow after. Addition to God is not a destination, no. It's a progressive walk until you die. David said, as the deer panted after the waters, so panted my soul after thee. Follow after. Follow after. You see, God does not attend to people who are around yesterday. God is ever ready to respond to those who are always around. May you receive grace to be always around. Receive grace to be always around. So it's a process. Somebody says it's a process. And number three, kingdom addition begins at new birth. That's where it starts from. Addiction to God is a process. And the first stage of the process is when you get born again. Look at what Jesus said. John chapter 3 verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The son came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these things except God be with him. Go to verse. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom. 
That's where he started from. He said, Nicodemus said unto how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 5. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of what? Of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter from seeing into entering the kingdom of God. Verse 6. He says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The entry point into the kingdom is new birth. You have to be born again. So new birth is the gateway into God's kingdom. Somebody said the gateway into God's kingdom. If you are not born again, you are not in the kingdom. At all. You are not in the kingdom. You have to be born again. And born again is not just having your name on a church register. Born again is admitting that you are a sinner and you are powerless without Christ. And coming to the feet of the cross in all your powerlessness to admit that Lord, I receive you. Publicly confess him as your Lord and Savior. That's where new birth begins. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. So Jesus spoke to him about how to be born again. And then later on, after he told him that except a man be born of the water and the spirit is not born again, he went all the way to John 3.16. That popular scripture will be quoting again and again. When he saw that Nicodemus was ready to be born again, he told him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. That's it. So he said, I want to be born again. God said, you want to be born again? Then God has already made provision available. And tonight, if you are here, you are here to enter the kingdom. Provision is available. He died that you might live. So to make a choice to die, when you have a right to live, it's unwise. Am I communicating somebody? To make a choice to die, when you have a right to live eternally, God has made that which you need to live eternally available. Why choose to die? Look at Apostle Paul. This man called Paul. We will be working with him all through this year. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 to 16. He says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who enabled me. That is how Apostle Paul started his journey. We told you that kingdom addition is what? A process. Somebody say a process. So Apostle Paul, how did he start it? He said, when I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who had enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Then he talked about something. What did he say? He said, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it in. Verse 14. He said, and the grace of God was exceeding Verse 15. And worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ. He said I used to be an injurious person. This Paul was a man who became the chiefest of all apostles. He said me I used to be an injurious person. But one day I encountered him on my road to Damascus. And I yielded to him and everything changed. And from that day forward, he came to a place where he shouted, what shall separate me from the love of God? He became so addicted. It doesn't matter where you are now. You can enter into the zone. You just have to start the process. Start the process. 
Start the process. Start the process. Start the process. Nobody becomes spiritual overnight. Nobody. It's a process. But you must be ready to take the first step. And I see grace coming upon all to do it. I see grace coming upon you to do it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Oh,